welcome to Grace Rose Church. We're so glad you joined us this morning. And now welcome to all of our people that are here, all of our visitors, all of our home folk. We're so glad you're here today. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus and give him glory and honor and that he will just have his way in this service today and do accomplish that which he, he wants to accomplish today. Amen. Oh, let us sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Oh, let us sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Lift up your head. Don't be ashamed. We're going to sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Oh, let us sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Oh, let us sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Lift up your head. Don't be, Don't be ashamed. We're gonna sing till the power of the Lord comes down. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. Oh, I love to praise His holy name. For He's my rock. He's my rock. My rock, my sword, my shield, he's a will. He's a will. In the middle of the will, I know he'll never, no, never, no, never let you down. He's just a jewel that I have found. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, oh, I love to praise his holy name, cause he's my rock, he's my rock, my rock, my sword, my shield, he's a will, in the middle of the will, I know he'll never, no, never, no, never let you down, he's just a joy that I have found, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, oh, I love to praise his holy name. Come on and praise him, praise him, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime, praise him. Praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. We're gonna praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Come on and praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Oh, now look what the Lord has done, hallelujah, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me just in time. I'm going to praise his name, hallelujah, 
Each day is just the same. Come help me praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Oh, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, and I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night. Oh, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, and I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I can wave, 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 all day, all day, all day, all day. Oh, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, and I think and how he set me free, I can clap, 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 clap all day, all day, all day, all day. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, and I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I can jump, 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 jump. freedom is, is is a daily choice you know you can be saved and be bound you can be bound to the the things that held you back before you can be bound to traditions you can be bound just by yourself binding yourself because you've got to loose and release God's spirit in you so freedom is a daily choice we have to daily put on the mind of Christ to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand and walk forth in that freedom with which Christ has made you free because whom the sun sets free is free indeed so we are a free indeed people, so we got to choose to walk in that freedom, though. So thank you, Jesus. So there's joy in the house of the Lord. I'm going to try this. We're going to do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. 
house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. And there is the river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. Hallelujah. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. Hallelujah. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. Hallelujah. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns as we dance. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns as we dance. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy, there is joy, 
you have won the victory. And I will give you praise with everything I am. I'll praise whatever may come my way. You have won the victory. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. No more shackles. No more chains. No more bondage. I am free. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yes, I am. And I will give you praise with everything I am. Praise whatever may come my way. You have won the victory. And I will give you praise. With everything I am, I'll praise whatever may come my way. You have won the victory. You set me free. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You set me free. Hallelujah. Thank you for your freedom, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing like the presence of the Lord. Aren't you glad he's here today? Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. As we seek his face. He is here in this place. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. There is freedom in the presence of the Lord. There is freedom in the presence of the Lord. As we seek his face, he is here in this place. There is freedom in the presence of the Lord. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. As we seek his face, 
He is here in this place. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. As we seek his face, he is here in this place. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. And as we seek his face, he is here in this place. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. Jesus. You know, the devil is a liar. <laughs> He's the father. Of, he likes to try to throw little kinks in our little thing here. <laughs> he likes to throw kinks in your life and try to get in there and just uh, cause issues and problems. But you know, he's a liar. He's defeated. He's under our feet. So we need to walk in that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord, most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great. Your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ our King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the 
the bell tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. You have no rival and you have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. The grave for before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. And you have no rival. And you have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. And yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. There's a place my 
eyes can't see where my spirit longs to be it's a place of healing it's a place i live in freedom i'm gonna lift my hands till i can reach heaven i'm gonna shout your name till the walls come falling down i've come to worship I've come to worship. I'm gonna sing my songs like I am unashamed. I'm gonna shout for joy at the mention of your name. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. There's a love that lives in me. For you, Lord, my Savior King. It breaks the sin that's binding, leads me to a place of freedom. I'm gonna lift my hands till I can reach heaven. I'm gonna shout your name till the walls come falling down. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. And I'm gonna sing my song like I am unashamed. I'm gonna shout for joy at the mention of your name. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. There's no one that can bring me peace, that can wash me clean like you lord there's nothing in this world that can free me you saved my soul i'm gonna lift my hands till i can reach heaven i'm gonna shout your day till the walls falling down I've come to worship I've come to worship I'm gonna sing my song like I am unashamed I'm gonna shout for joy at the mention of your name I've come to worship I've come to worship I've come to worship, and I've come to worship.
God's here in our midst. He wants to do something. So if you have a need today, he's here to meet that need. of you, you are, I give you glory, because of you, you are, I give you praise, because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you. Because of who you are, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who 
Jesus. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Young man, God has got things for you. Amen. What he's done for you, he's done for a reason. Amen. Don't let nobody tell you. When God gives you that second chance, amen, he's got something special for you. So just be willing and obedient to what the Spirit tells you to do. Amen. And that was... Part also part of that interpretation was this, Sister Christian. You said come out of darkness, but I feel like God was trying to tell the church down here what is the reason you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Call upon me, and I will be there. I will open up to whatever you need me to open up for you. So we've got to be willing and able to do what God wants us to do. Amen. We're just thankful to be in his house this morning. And, uh, you know, this service has been kind of rough. Amen. But God, you know, we can't set ourselves in a certain way of what everything's supposed to happen. Because when we do that, when it don't happen the way we think it's supposed to happen, we get all in our own shape. But God will do what he needs to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. So I believe God is moving this morning, and God's going to have a, you know, he's already blessed, and he's going to bless more, amen, through the word, amen. But we just love God this morning and thank him to be in his presence this morning, amen. Sister Angie, would you share that one thing you told me, what God had told you about the
church, God is wanting to move. God is wanting us to be what he wants us to be. And quit hiding, trying to be something that, you know, it's awful easy to get on the point that you just come to church and you leave. Come to church and you leave. But it's more than that. Amen. We've got to be willing and open to what he wants done. That's, you know, devil don't care for you coming to church. As long as you don't don't upset the cart. Amen. You just come in and do your little thing and and uh, pay your tithes or whatever and sing along with the songs and go on. That don't bother him. What bothers him is when you get up and begin to praise him and give him glory and give him honor and begin to speak in tongues, give interpretations and what have you, but that scares him. Amen. And he don't like that because he knows there's something fixing to happen. Church, God is... God has got a work he's going to do. And we're just thankful for that this morning. But we believe that it's time, as a lot of people want to do, it's time to quit playing church and get out of the habit of just coming to church and going back home and you're good to the next Sunday. You want to pick up your Bible, never say a prayer without you getting in trouble. That's not the way it's supposed to be. As the sign out front says, as I put out there, you have to do the Prepo first a year. You make him the center of your life every day. Amen. You know, our, everything we do should rotate around him, Brother David. But we've got it all mixed up. We think he's supposed to rotate around whatever we want to do. It don't work that way. Until we understand that this is more than just coming to church on Sunday morning. This is a lifestyle. Until you get to the point to realize this is a lifestyle, and it's a great lifestyle, to living for Christ the way you're supposed to, putting Him first and everything, and every situation, every decision you make, you need to go, go before Him first. You know, and that, you know, especially if it's any kind of a decision that can upset what you're supposed to be doing for Him. Amen, you know, so many times and stuff, and I've got this book here, and I, I've got a, a couple of chapters right at the end of the service. I want to read when I get to the part. But one of the things I was just reading the other day was on uh, an old one, and talking about contentment. And it was, and this is where it gets rough, brother David. He was talking about if you get to looking, there's no difference in most people that are Christians and those that are out in the world what they're wanting, their desires, those other things in the world. And it makes you get to thinking, you know, you know. And that's what he was talking about, you know, he went in on him talking about the part of contentment. Well if you can you can't be content if you're wanting everything in the world and all the desire and everything the world's got out there instead of wanting the spiritual part. Contentment comes under the spiritual part. Amen. Being satisfied with what God gives you. You know, you know, Paul said, I've learned to be content if I'm got all the riches in the world and I've got all kinds of, you know, I'm eating and like I'm supposed to, or I, I, I'm content if I'm just getting maybe one meal a day and, and, and just barely making it. Now, you don't just give up, but you still be content in the Lord. Amen. 
So we, we did. That kind of hit me when he's talking about, you know, you and that you could not tell the difference between the Christians and the ones in the world because of their wants and their desires that they're wanting instead of taking the spiritual part of taking what God has given you as you come along and he will bless you with what you need. So that's when we get in trouble and stuff. But anyway, just thankful to be in God's house this morning. We'll try to get into the message. Praise the Lord. Brother David, stand and ask blessings on God's word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're thankful to have Brother David and Sister Jackie and Brother Nathan here with us this morning. Amen. He's on vacation for a month. Believe that. And I understand where he's coming up, uh, coming from, and stuff. And uh, uh, we're gonna let we're not gonna let him just sit the whole time. We're gonna ask him to pray. Amen. He's got to stay in practice. Praise the Lord. But anyway, this morning we're gonna we're gonna try to finish up this one sermon I started. I don't know three four different Sundays ago or whatever. We're talking about God being with us on our journey and what he's on our journey while we're on our journey, what he's going to do for us and stuff. And, you know, we talked about the different type of journeys. There's short journeys, long journeys, and we've got the life journey that we're on. So we're talking about our life's journey right now. And I want to go back. Let me read the, the main text, though, first. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident and sure of this very thing, that he which hath begun or started a good work in you will perform, finish, or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And that's right up to the time of his return. So we've got someone that's watching for us and someone that's doing things for us along our journey that we can make this journey. Amen. How many believes that this morning? But I want to go back real quick before I get started on this last part. And we want to go into, just let me go through the things that we've, which has been three or four Sundays ago. So one of the things we, we talked about was he's going to save and protect you. Another one was lead and direct your steps. He'll fight for you. Amen. I mean, glad he will fight for you. Amen. These battles, some of them gets rough, so we know God will fight the, help fight our battles for us, but he's not going to fight for you if you're just going to sit down and want him to do all the fighting. Amen. We've got to get up and be about his business. Amen. Uh, where am I at? Make a way for you was the fourth one. And uh, the fifth one was answer your prayers. And I'm thankful that that happens. Amen. We need our prayers answered. And sometimes it don't come as quick as what we want them to. But God's there to, to do that for us. And as I got started a couple Sundays ago, we started out on the sixth one, which was you know, God's going to give us wisdom and understanding. And then we got into the part about what is wisdom and how we get wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. And the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. So, I got, you know, I kind of got sidetracked on that for the whole message on that. But God, God is, 
can give us wisdom and understanding. Amen. Give us wisdom and understanding. And we don't have to be smart for that. Amen. We just got to be obedient and listen. Amen. You don't have to be no uh, rocket scientist or anything like that to figure out what God wants you to do or give you wisdom to understand his word. You just got to be obedient. Amen. Got to be obedient and willing. Amen. And he will give you the understanding. Psalms 119.34, give, give me understanding and I will keep thy law. You know, that, that makes sense because, you know, we, if you don't understand something, then more than likely you're not going to try to do it. You know, I don't understand that, so I'm not fooling with that, you know. So he says, give me understanding and I will keep thy law. So God will, will show you what you need to do and give you the understanding why you need to be doing it. Proverbs 2 and 6, where the Lord giveth wisdom. And then we go into Daniel about, he tells us, was talking about to the king, he gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Romans 12 and 2, it says, Be not transformed to this world, but be uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you say, well, what's that got to do with wisdom? Well, if you're going to know the things of God, then you've got to be conformed from all this worldly stuff and be renewed with the spirit within your mind so you can understand what God's wanting you to do. Amen. Uh, James 1 and 5, and if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Amen. And we know, you know, we understand how blessed Solomon was because he didn't ask God for riches. To, he asked for wisdom. He said, I'm a young man. He said, I don't even know how to come in and go out before all these people. So God blessed him with wisdom, before, but because he asked for wisdom instead of riches and stuff, he wound up being probably the richest man there ever was. Even though he's supposed to have wisdom, he didn't really understand all the why he was supposed to use them riches and stuff. It wound up getting him in trouble. But anyway, because he asked for wisdom, God gave him blessings on top of it. All right, now we're going to go to the next one, and it fills you with hope. As you're long going on this journey, God's going to fill you with hope. Amen. Let's go to uh, Isaiah 46 and forward. I like this. And I'm at the age I can understand this. And even to your old age, listen to this, I am he, and even to hoard hairs, now that, that's gray hairs, will I carry you, I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry and deliver you. From the beginning of your walk, you start out on your journey to your older age and you're still in your journey and your journey is drawing shorter, God's going to be there. Amen? Through it all. I will, he, he's gonna, I will carry and deliver you. Mm. What else could you ask for? Said, I will carry, even I will carry and will deliver you. Amen. Romans 5 and 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. That hope within us is going to fill us through the Holy Ghost along our journey that we're able to get up each morning and walk through that, get started back on that journey each morning. Romans 15 and 13. 
Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to fill you with hope. Now God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you understanding what this is, these last two verses are saying? It's what's within you. It's going to give you that joy and that hope that you can believe and know that God is with you each and every step. Amen? It's what's within you. The power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God living within you, it, <laughs> that should mean everything in the world to you because you're not walking alone. Amen? You know, and we get so many people, well, I... You know, I'd done it because I just didn't know no better. And other, you know, wasn't nobody around me to tell me any different. And I just gave in to what I flesh wanted to do. Well, you're supposed to have something more powerful than the f what the flesh or the devil has got to make you do. And that's the power of the Holy Ghost dwelling within you. You know, he is our comforter. And he's the one that will show us right from wrong. Amen. So if that's you get to a point that you you feel like you you can't do something because you you know somebody's not there to lead or guide or direct you at that time, then you need to be on your knees praying, God. I need your Spirit within me, that I'll be able to do what I'm supposed to do without have to be you know needing somebody else to show me. You're accountable for yourself, Amen. You know, we can stand up here, myself or whoever's behind this pulpit, and preach, teach, or whatever, but we can't make you do anything. But the Spirit of God that dwells within you will teach you right from wrong. And if you you go against it, you may think you've got away with something, but sooner or later you're going to pay for what you have done if you've gone against what the Holy Ghost is telling you to do. Amen. And that can be scary sometimes. I hate to say that, but that can be scary sometimes. And you get a whooping like that from God, from, from disobedience. Amen. Hebrews 4, 15, and 16. Uh, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Church, you got to understand, Christ went through everything that you're going through. He knows all your feelings and all your hurts, all your disappointments. He knows that because he's gone through it and even more. So we ought to be thankful that we have that kind of a hope that we know we've got a, got a Savior that understands what we have to face day to day. And that's the reason he has mercy and grace the way he does because he understands what we have been through. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's there. We just got to come and ask for it and not be ashamed about asking for it. We said come boldly into the throne of grace. Amen. He's there. Do whatever you need him to do. Even this morning, he's here to do whatever you need him to do. Or it's just some little small thing that's bothering you or aggravating you, or if it's something that's 
We won't even want to talk about it so bad. God is here. Amen. To take care of that. That's the hope we have as we walk this journey. That we have someone to turn to that knows all of our disappointments and all our grief and all of our problems we have. He understands them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Hebrews 10 and 23. It says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promised. Amen. We have the hope that everything, all the promises, and all the things that God gave us, things to come in the future he is faithful and he will fulfill that amen so we have that hope of knowing that we what we've got in front of us you know he he can take care of it he can take care of us through the journey whatever's bothering us or whatever he is faithful in his promise that he will get us through that journey amen first peter one and three Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Unto a lively hope, where's our hope come from? By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. We know we're coming up in just a few weeks about Easter and what have you. But how many is thankful that tomb is empty? You know, he promised he was going to come out of there in three days. He came out. Amen. He said he's going back to glory. He went back to glory. So by his resurrection, we have a lively hope knowing that who we are serving and who we believe in is what we need to be living for. And we have hope knowing it is the truth. Amen. You know, a lot of the different ones in the different religions and, and stuff they've got, they've got tombs and they've got uh, mausoleums and stuff that you can go to and, and see that person laying there and stuff. Or, or visit that grave site and he's whoever it is, they're in that grave. <laughs> we have an empty grave. Amen. We don't have to go to no tomb to, to try to worship the one that we believe in and try to get our confidence in more about him, that he's true and stuff, because we know that he's not in that grave. He's alive and well and lives within us. Amen? So whatever better hope can you have in serving a God like that? And all these other religions and stuff, they want you to do so many. You've got to go through so many steps to do whatever they want you to do to be part of their, their bunch or whatever, you know, and stuff. The only thing Jesus Christ has asked him you is to ask for forgiveness and be sincere about it and give your life to him completely for him and not to, to give it for a sacrifice but just to live for him day by day. You'll be a come old walking living sacrifice, a testimony of what he has done for you each day. Amen. That's a great hope right there. Okay, let's go on. Number eight. He's going to strengthen you with power. His power. You know, we can't do much on our own. Really nothing on our own. We'll come right down to it. You know, because God's got control of everything. 
You know, people don't want to don't want to believe that. They give him give him a limit on certain things, or he controls. And God, God's got control of everything. Just it's just that simple. Amen. You don't have to be smart to realize that, but he has control of everything. Psalms forty six and one. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. How many have gone along and all of a sudden you had something happen, you're driving something, you have to holler, Jesus. And that quick, whatever it was, he takes care of it. Whereas you avoid hitting somebody or somebody hitting you or whatever it may be, you know, and it happens daily that he's there. And they're very present in help and trouble. He's there to take care of you. Amen. First Chronicles 29, 11, and 12. I like this. And I like this is David in one of his prayers. It says, Thou, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Amen. That's a verse and a half there. <laughs> Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. In thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand is to make great and to give strength unto who? Unto all. Unto all, to give strength unto all. Amen. Go back that verse for one more time to the, the verse 11, Jacob. I'll do that. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And I, I just seen that I'm thinking about the Lord's Prayer, what Christ told us to pray. And here you get David years before that said, Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted above all, our head above all. Amen. So we have him. That he's going to give us strength. Amen. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he said unto me, Now this is Paul. Paul prayed three different times because he's having some kind of problem that was aggravating him. And he wanted to get it out of the way. Amen. And, we, and a lot of us are that way. We have things that bothers us, and, and sometimes God, you know, God don't heal everything. And it's Paul here. It's saying sometimes that whatever he's it's called happening to you could be what God is trying to is giving to you to keep you under control that you don't get out and do things you're not supposed to be doing, Amen. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I gather glory. I, I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Now, this is Paul speaking in, re, in infirmities and reproaches and necessaries and pers persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And you don't, you know, you think, well, that don't make sense now. He makes me weak so I can be strong. Well, he makes you weak so you can depend upon that person or him, Christ, that is strong to keep you from getting yourself in trouble thinking you're something when you're not. I'm somebody that I'm not. And that, you know, I don't know what Paul, different things have been said about Paul, is his eyesight, this, that, and the other, and whatever. I don't know what's wrong with Paul. 
But whatever it was, Christ was using that to keep him in check. And there may be, may be things that God is using with you on a daily basis to keep you in check. You know, to, to make you think you're not somebody that you, you know, you above what you really are. Because, I mean, we, we a lot of times when we get very strong in Christ and get ourself, you know, we want to boast ourselves sometimes when we're not needing to boast about ourselves sometimes because it's all about Christ. You know, you think of all the different men and women that started out in, in their ministries and stuff so humble and, and, and where they needed to be, but then God blesses the ministries and stuff, and the first thing you know, it's, it's not about God anymore. It's about them and how much they've got to bring in each month so they can continue living the lifestyle they're living. Amen? It's the truth. Amen. So God uses things to keep you weak, but through your weakness, you are strong. Amen? And that's strong in the Lord. Amen. I think, you know, that old 94 Ranger I got, it looks like I've, it's got a sunburn sometime where the paint busted up, peeling off of it and everything. I'm like, and I get in, I say, Lord, that's the way you keep me humble. Amen? It's not a brand-new pickup truck that's worth sixty or $70,000, but it gets me back and forth to the, to the convenience center to take trash off. And, you know, you may have something like that in your life, you know, thinking, you know, just uh, some little material thing that, you know, you know, I could get, but maybe get better or, or have better or what have you. But, you know, no, that's just, that you realize that, you know, you are just who you are. Amen. You know, and I believe it was the, the, the guy that owned Walton had that old pickup truck he drove for years. No telling how many millions or billions of dollars he was worth, but he may have been like some of the rest of us. That just what kept him humble. He was just satisfied in that old pickup truck. But we got to realize that our things or weaknesses that we have sometimes is just to make us strong in him, to learn to depend on him. Amen. You know, uh, the song through it all, you know, uh, one of the verses said, if I never had any problems, I never would know how to, to call upon you or depend upon you. So through our weaknesses and through our problems we have and stuff, we get strength because we know we call upon the one who has all strength. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ephesians three sixteen through twenty. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that he being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That power that worketh in us is the Spirit of God through the Holy Ghost. Amen. You set limits on it. And we set limits on God, what He can do. And He said, he, you know, He can do above, exceedingly above all that we think. Amen. Above all we think. Go back to verse 16, Jacob, real quick. I want to get right back there just for a second. Amen.
that he grants you according to the riches of his glory that he of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And that's what we have been talking about a lot this morning is what dwells within you, that spirit in the inner man, which is the spirit of the Holy Ghost living within you, which is the spirit of Christ. Amen. So we've got to realize that, that we've got to have that to be able to be, do whatever we need to do and get our strength and stuff. And, you know, and when some of the scripture talks about praying within the Holy Ghost, and at times he will speak to us things, and, you know, and that's where the tongues come in a lot of times when you're praying at home or wherever you may be by yourself or something, and the tongues become praying, you know. You don't know what you're praying at that time, but through the power of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of, the, the, of God living within that inner man, he's praying something that you may not even, you know, don't know what's fixing to happen, but God does. So it's a part of just being able to understand what you need with inside of you. Amen. All right, let's go to another one. Bless you with good things. And I think about Sister Heather a few months ago did one on the, the good things of God, the goodness of God. Uh, let's go to uh, Psalms 84 and 11. And we're going to be finishing up here not for long. For the Lord God is a, is. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. Church, no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Uh, we'll find it. Psalms one hundred three one through five. says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is with me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thou... Listen, now this is some of the good things he's going to do for you. Forgiveth not, who forgiveth all thou iniquities. Who healeth all thou diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Now that's, that's some good things, amen. He's going to do for you, amen. Let's go on. John 1, 16. Praise the Lord. I could go on more, but I'm trying to get through it quicker. And of his fullness have we received and grace for grace. What more what's one of the greatest thing, one of the goodest thing God does for you is save your soul. Amen. The mercies and grace he, he gives you daily. And of his fullness have all received and grace for grace. Amen. Second Corinthians nine and eight. Praise the Lord, church. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Amen. He's going to be able to give you the grace that you can do this stuff. Amen. And grace is a great thing to have from Christ. Amen. Romans 8 and 32.
And this is the reason I said about the one part, and we'll get to more of it later. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Church, you got to realize God gave the best he had to start with to you, and that was he gave up his son for your salvation. The greatest thing you could ever ask for, he's done given you. So all this other stuff that he does for you daily, don't have no doubt about it. If he's willingly to give up his greatest thing he had, the most precious thing he had, and that was his son, then you have no worries about God wanting to take care of you. Amen, because he will do it. Amen, he will give you the good things. Amen, if you walk uprightly. That's what the scripture said in Psalms, wasn't it? If you walk uprightly, you know, and, uh, you know, we, you can either receive the good things from him by doing that, or you can receive the other thing towards discipline by not doing that. So what do you want? Do you want the good or do you want discipline? I, I choose the good. I choose to walk the way we're supposed to walk. You know, I know we all slip up, but we, you know, we, we've got to be able, willing that we're trying to do better. We're trying to be in per on the road for the perfection. By living down here in this flesh, we will never get there all the way of sanctification, but that comes when we get to glory. Amen? You know, I don't care what some of them tells you that, you know, and I, you know, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to get in people's life and stuff, but those that tell you, oh, I'm perfect, it probably wouldn't take you three minutes to be with them and you find out different. They might not admit it, but you'll find out different. So anyway, but you know, you know, we don't have an excuse to sin, but we do have the, you know, we have the means to be asked for forgiveness when we do, and that's the great thing. The very last one, and we try to get through this quickly. To be faithful to the end. God will be with you to the end. Amen. On your journey. You know, there may be times you feel like you're you're going this journey by yourself and you're walking by yourself, but God's going to be with you to the end. Amen. Deuteronomy seven and nine. It says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. To keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's a lot of generations. He's going to be there. Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I, have, therefore have I hope. It is of the love's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Amen. They are new every morning. Great is thou faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that his... It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. He's going to be with us. And we know that his mercies are renewed daily. 
every morning we get up, amen, we have have that promise that he's going to be with us and he's, he's got mercies for us each and every day, amen. Our patience run out on people, amen. Our time, we get tired of giving our time to people sometimes because it seems like we're not getting nowhere with them. <laughs> and ain't you thankful God's not that way? That every morning after you go to bed that night, and all the things you may have done the day before or whatever, and hopefully you've asked for forgiveness time you get up the next morning. But when you get up the next morning, his mercies is new. A whole new day. So how are you going to live it? Amen. We should be living it like we were, we're you know, that we, we have been forgiven and we've got another fresh start. And just pray that God will use us the way he wants us to and, and, and our Shortcomings are, are are not a whole lot each day, but you know, as living in flesh, we know sometimes that can happen. Amen. Second Peter three four through nine. And saying, "Where is the promise of His coming?" Have anybody asked you this? This was even in the time uh, of the early church. Some of them was already getting anxious that, you know, Christ hadn't come back. So it says, since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And we have people that will doubt, doubt us. Well, you know, you're saying God's coming back. Christ is coming back, coming back for his church. Well, where's he at? Well, he'll be here when the Father tells him to, to be here. Well, I can tell you, and I tell you this, it's sooner than what it it's coming sooner than what it was. Amen. You're closer to it. Amen. For this they willing are ignorant of, that the, by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Amen. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. And it's talking about the flood. Amen. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept and stored, reserved unto far against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly man. Or that's uh, perdition of ungodly man. That's his destructive. Let me find what I wrote down here. Uh, perdition means destruction or wickedness, I think. Yeah, destruction of ungodly man. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Amen. And I like this is where we get to. He's with us always. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, slackness, but is long suffering to us word that willingly that not willingly that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Amen. So we've got the promise that he's with us to the end and he's coming back when he gets ready when the father tells him to but we ought to be thankful that those that are not saved yet God has given them another chance amen he's not willing that any should come should, should die without repentance but they all come to repentance so I'm so thankful that through the, that all of this at the end he you know, we know that through this journey that we're going each day in our our life journey, God is with us and watching over us, and he's going to get us from one step to the next step. 
And sometimes when you're on that journey, you may not, you know, you get to the point you don't even understand how you're going to do that, but God will do that. Then years later, you may look back and say, well, God was in that all the time, and I just didn't see it. Amen? But that's the way it happened on this journey that we're on. And I'm thankful that to be on the journey that we're on. Amen? And that's the journey of trying to get to a new place. Amen? Our home's not down here, people. Our home, that's, that's, a, that's when we get ourselves in trouble, when we think our home is, is down here on this earth. I mean, we're supposed to we're supposed to occupy till we come, and we're supposed to enjoy till we come. But don't get so heavenly mind. I mean, so so earthly minded about stuff down here that you're not no good for as what you're supposed to be doing good do for as walking before God the way you're supposed to. Amen. He's got something better for us, and I'm thankful He's got something better for us. And with this journey at the end of it, that's when we receive everything we've been working for. You know, and a lot of times, you know, and we don't want to rush that journey. I understand that. We all want to be on this earth as long as we can. But just the, you know, when that happens, if you're a child of God, then it, there's no remorse once it happens to you because you would never pay, give anything to come back to this old earth when you, you see what God has got in store for you over there. I've got a couple of paragraphs I want to read that I was reading the other night. And... Uh, it goes right along about God being with you to the end. And uh, just reading along with this, and I thought, no. <laughs> How do you know I was been talking about journey and stuff? But I was reading this, and he was t talking about contentment, what he was talking about and stuff, which I got off on that a while ago. But it says, so take the, and he's talking about remember contentment deliver, uh, demands a divine, godly perspective, one of proper proportion. So take the long view of life. And this is where I can kind of, my eyes bugged out a little bit. So it is a journey. It is a pilgrim's way. We really are on the road home to be with our Father forever. Now, won't you listen to this? Along the way, there are bound to be some bountiful, beautiful interludes. Our Father delights in supplying with lovely bonuses, but by the same measure, we can fully expect to encounter some rough, some tough terrain and trying times. It is inevitable that there will be a difficult days of deep distress. We never know what a day will bring. Life is like that. It may be no better than living a fruit picker shack without any plumbing or it may live in a pleasant home high on the hill. And this, this person that wrote this, he, he had been through all that. And it goes on to say, uh, it says, out of intense, occurring, intimate awareness, the living Christ accompanies me all at all times there springs up within my soul his refreshing life of joyous good cheer. He is the eternal source of my strength, my serenity, my joy. It is the calm, sure, unshakable realization that God my Father, and listen to this, church, gives me his own gracious Holy Spirit to abide within me that produces his goodwill within. He is present to impact his power, his peace, his profound direction in all I do. He guides in the details of each day 
so I am willing and able to do his own good will. Amen. Life's journey. Amen. God's going to supply the needs that we have to do to get through this journey, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. That we, we have one that we can depend on to get us through this journey. Amen. We're not walking alone. Amen. You've got loved ones, spouses, or and uh, sons and daughters and other relatives and friends that walks along with you there on this journey that helps you, but there's no other one like, like Jesus Christ that can be there when they can't. And that's the one you've got to depend upon. And all these different things I've talked about, he will do for you to get through that journey. Let's stand this morning, church. Amen. We are so grateful for all of you that's been hit, that's here this morning, and I hope you got something out of the message. And uh, we may not be through with this part of that on towards the journey. I feel like we 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 need to understand what we are doing. I mean, you know, we we are we've got things we need to be doing, and there's a way we've got to do it and stuff. And while we're on this journey that we're on, we've got to realize this is special. It's just something special, amen, that we're doing, amen. It not only affects you, but it affects people around you. And how you take about going on your journey and where you're going from point A to point B. So just remember that. Now, we may, I don't know what God has got in store yet, but we may continue on in some other session on that here in the next few weeks. I don't know. But anyway, I just believe God is wanting you to realize where you are at and where you're going and who you're working for, amen, who you're working for because, I mean, you, you've got to realize, church, that you can't be slack on what you're doing, amen. You know, we, majority of us, some of us don't care or, or, or some of you may don't care, really, but I just think of the how most of us are so willingly and so obedient to want to please the ones that we work for and stuff in our daily. And you need to do that. I mean, you, you, you know, you need to. But realize there's a more than a whole lot mightier in power and God that we need to be not slack in what he's wanting us to do. Amen. We've got a, we've got a job to do. And we've got to realize it's, a, it's an important job. There's nothing more important than the soul of a man or a woman. So how are you handling yourself for as a as workman of Christ? Amen. Just think about that, church. Just think about this that this week and realize just am I where I'm at for is what I'm supposed to be doing for Christ and am I am I obedient to him? Am I if I had evaluation, would I pass my evaluation or would I be there is all kind of stuff you need to be improving on? But there's, you know, not a doubt in my mind, there's all of us, there's things we need to be improving on for is our walk in Christ. But we've got to realize that who, what we are doing are in, is real important. Amen. Anybody, before we close this morning, we will give the opportunity. Any soul here without any music or what have you wants to come and pray this morning? Yes. praying to God for for this church to get filled with what we had before COVID. I mean, we had a, 
we had more seats in here than we needed three-fourths full of seats. And I've been praying to God for that to come back. But he answered me back in a crazy way. He said, look around at the empty seats. Those are not for the people that were here before. Those are for the lost souls out there in this world. And so in doing that, to get the lost souls here to fill these seats, you know, we need to be asking people. And it kind of goes along with Brother Sammy's message about doing our part. So in your prayer life this next week, invite, for one, pray for lost souls to come and fill these empty seats. Because it's not going to come back the way COVID before pre-COVID. And, and it's not for the pre-COVID. It's for the lost world out there to come fill these seats. And again, that what God gave me that message, and it went along just with what Brother Samuel was saying. That's why I wanted to say it now. But, uh, we need to get these seats filled. But it's not for, not necessarily for church members from other churches. It needs to be outside life of the lost world coming to fill these seats. So to do that, we've got to do our part. Praise the Lord. And I've said so many different times in the last few months, your best opportunity for witnessing and stuff is with your families. Amen. Or your neighbors that surround you. You don't got to go out and stand on the street corner or what have you, but you've got, you've got ones with, with means within your family, within your friends, ones you work around or what have you, and uh, that uh, you can reach out and uh, ask and see what happens. You know, all they can tell you, leave me alone. And if that's a point, you just pray for them that much harder. You don't aggravate them, you just pray for them that much harder because, I mean, God... God can do great things, and, and these seats can be filled. Amen. That's, you know, with new birth. Amen. That's what we want. We want new souls to come to the kingdom of God. Amen. That's something you can brag about when that happens. Amen. If you want to brag about anything, brag about that, how many God has brought into your church and has, and has saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. One more time, anybody need prayer? Anything? Give you the opportunity. Just remember all the, as Brother Ricky said this week, just be praying. And praying, God, give me the opportunity to witness to somebody. Amen. And they're, they're out there. Amen. For most of you, probably more than what it's for me anymore because I'm limited to who I'm around during the week and stuff most of the time. But if you're still working or... or doing things, getting out very much, God can give you opportunity each and every day to, to say something about Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget ministry team are meeting tonight at 6 o'clock. Let me say this too while I'm thinking about it so I don't forget it and I'm putting it in some of your minds and stuff but I think I've got it wrote down somewhere. But May 15th, the Sunday after Mother's Day, a CMA will be with us. So be looking forward to that, seeing them and stuff. I, I called Brenda or text Brenda about, a, I don't know, about two weeks ago, I guess, because I remember when they was here the last time we set something up, and wherever the date was, I forgot. So, But it is May 15th, so remember that. 
Amen. That's one little thing. I'm going to get in touch with Brother Woody Sutton in the next few days and try to get something up set up for him for some time here in the next few months to come see us uh, and just enjoy all that. And I also talked to Brother Sims this past week, and I don't know if when he'll be down this way and you know, if we can get him down this way, but he had said something, you know, and I told him, I said, Brother, when you come back down this way, and I, and I hate to ask him to drive all the way from where he's at. It's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive. And I said, you, if you're down this way, you know, let us know, and we'll be glad to have you here on some Sunday morning to preach to us. So we'll just see what happens with that. And if not, I may have to make it happen. I don't know. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But we're just thankful for all of you that's here this morning. And we just ask God's blessings upon you and your families and, and see great things done. Amen. Brother Brian, come and dismiss us this morning. Father God, we thank you <coughs> for this blessed journey that you truly carry us on, Lord. But it's not a journey by ourselves or our own intellect or our own spiritual guidance. Lord, it is the guidance of you, your Holy Spirit, that you place inside of us. It is uh, truly from your word and your uh, constant uh, protection and covering over us, Lord, that uh, we carry this journey uh, for your glory and for your honor and your praise. And Father God, be with us as we journey from this building and go out and, Lord, we reach the masses for your your uh, glory, Lord, that we would be able to touch lives and be compassionate with each person as you were compassionate, Lord Jesus. Give our hearts the ability to be able to show kindness and love and grace and mercy as you have to us. And all these things we pray and lift up in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.